This is episode seven of the second season of the Simplify and Multiply show. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking with Miss Renee Burke, a CFP with Edward Jones. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. So I have a true confession. Renee and I are good friends, but she is also my financial advisor for my personal affairs as well as my business. And I met Renee a little over four years ago when I was at a Modern Widows Club social, and she was giving a presentation to the widows that were in the room with me and really helping a lot of women who had lost their husbands uh, really understand what they needed to do in order to, you know, shore themselves up and understand how to do finances and plan for retirement, etc. And of course, as you can imagine, the widow, I guess, status of their financial situation varied. Uh, you know, whether you had somebody who had a large insurance settlement and they didn't know what to do with the extra funds, or they never managed money in their household. And they had no clue about what they had or what they needed to do in order to survive. And many of them had children, young children, that they were still taking care of. So this particular presentation that Renee did to this group of wonderful women uh, was so important and very uh, appreciated. Um, And it was great that Carolyn Moore put this uh, Modern Widows Club group together And I attended this and I met some really wonderful women in this group and have nothing but great things to say about it. So if you want any information about Modern Widows Club, feel free to reach out to me at terry at better3.com. Anyway, so I instantly just like adored Renee. And I remember I had all my money with uh, Morgan Stanley. And I had been, I think I've been with Morgan Stanley for probably about maybe 12 or 13 years. And I, I started you know, giving them my retirement when uh, right around the time that my husband Chuck passed away. And I just kind of trusted them with everything because I really didn't, you know, I don't have a financial acumen like a lot of people do, like somebody like Renee. And so, and I let it go for a long time, obviously went through the, you know, what we all suffered from in the 2007, 8, and 9 uh, depression when when everything just kind of tanked and, and everybody lost money. Um And then when I met Renee, I said, you know what, Renee, I just need somebody to look at what I've got. And am I doing the right thing? Because I've just kind of let it be stagnant. So I wasn't taking care of my own financial situation as an entrepreneur. And so I reached out to Renee. And so we got together and she just turned my whole world around to a much more positive track and ended up just moving all of my retirement over to her and also use her as a financial advisor in my business as well. And it's been the best move that I've ever made because I don't have that financial acumen. And 
I'm so busy taking care of my clients and running my business that dealing with something like that becomes more of a stressor for me than it does you know, something I look forward to doing. Now, my boyfriend, on the other hand, Doug, he loves anything and everything about investing and managing money. And he has a great attitude about it because he has that financial acumen. But if either one of them were trying to do something creative, they'd probably be stumped. So <laughs> I guess we all have our strengths. Anyway, I love what Renee shares in this particular episode, which is all about dealing with fears and unknowns in business in this season, as you know. And we talk a lot about how solopreneurs have the challenge of managing money and making sure that they have everything that they need, you know, safety nets and being able to pay taxes and all of the things in order to grow their business as well as, you know, earn income that they can survive on it. So I, I love what we talked about, and I think you'll find Renee just so refreshing. And if you want to connect with Renee, just make sure that you reach out to me directly or just go to the show notes page. I have all of her contact information there. So here we go with my interview with Renee Burke with Edward Jones. Well, hello, Miss Renee Burke. How are you? And welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hi there. Thank you, Terry. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So Renee, I wanted to bring you on this particular season because you are a financial whiz, not only with the work you do, but your mind is just wired a way that makes me extremely jealous <laughs> because I am not a numbers person and I don't have the financial acumen to do like even the tip of the iceberg that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And so I know that when solopreneurs are dealing with financial issues or as aspects, like, no, I can't even talk, <laughs> in their business, it can be paralyzing. And this is something that uh, I've dealt with personally in my business. And ever since I've been working with you for the last four years, I have a much calmer sense of how I need to handle my finances, <laughs> thanks to the work that you've been uh, helping me with. So I greatly appreciate that. But but let's go ahead and just get this started with you talking about the work you're doing today and what you've been doing for the last few years and, uh, you know, how you help your clients. Sure. So what I do on a day-to-day -day basis is work with individual investors and I have some retirement plans as well. But with individual investors, that includes people who are retired, people who are preparing for retirement, such as business owners like yourself and just making them, helping them make great choices um, to have more comfort, like you said, with where they are financially and to make sure that they have someone in their corner to make a plan. Oh, that's great. And what is the company that you work for? Uh, Edward Jones. So I am a certified awesome. financial planner and accredited asset management specialist, and I do have an office with Edward Jones. Awesome. And you've been doing this for how many years? About five years now. Yeah. So I got you when you were kind of a newbie. It was about four years ago that we met. We're going on our fifth year together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And uh, so one of the things that, you know, just for the listener, I, I want to give a little kind of background history of my experience working with Renee. And, you know, I, I'd been, I've been in business since 2006 and all by myself. And I've had, you know, a team, you know, big and small from time to time, depending on the workload I had. But they were all subcontractors and uh, based on projects and gigs like that. So I've never had employees and I've never had the complexities of a business that a lot of people deal with when they really want to grow their and scale their business. 
And that's why I love working with solopreneurs because they're mainly striving to build their business th similar to how I am, which is basically a lifestyle business, but that also can afford uh, basically unlimited income based on how you want to grow it and what you really want to do and how specialized you want to be. And, and that's the great thing about being a business owner in, in today's world because digital technology allows us to do so much more with a lot less. And anyway, so when I first met Renee, it was at a uh, widows, uh, I was going to this widows meeting that was once a month in Orlando. And I had been a widow for a little over 10 years. And um, one of the things that I always struggled with as, you know, just by myself is dealing with my finances, not only dealing with my retirement, but also dealing with my income. And since I was self-employed, the income was like a roller coaster up and mm -hmm. down and up and down and very unpredictable because you know, I always provided service, you know, time for money kind of a model. And things are a lot different today than they were back then. But one of the things that really I didn't have a good grip on not only my financial future, but also, you know, just the the health of my business from an income standpoint. And so I was lucky enough to have some of my larger debts covered uh, meaning I didn't have a mortgage because I was lucky enough to be able to pay that off. Uh, however, I had all the other expenses that go with life. And when I met Renee, I worked very closely with her to, you know, just kind of get some peace around not only what my future was going to have uh, for me for retirement, but also, you know, what, what was the best way for me to actually manage my emotional set point as well as my business from the standpoint of the financial picture. And so I just wanted to share that because I know it's hard for a lot of people who are in a business similar to mine where it is very, it fluctuates a lot. And I know consultants have that experience. So we have to be constant rainmakers as well as service providers. So without going you know, on and on about my situation, I'd really love for you, Renee, to just kind of talk about your experience working with solopreneurs like myself and some of the things that you've encountered that they struggle with that, you know, someone like you with your acumen around finances and planning and budgeting could really speak to. Yeah. So I think there's two parts. One is just that feeling. I see two different things. One is, am I ever going to be able to retire in that picture? So you, you touched on that, Terry. Uh, so doing an analysis, a lot of people are so afraid to actually do that and see where they're at that they just put it aside and just say something like, I'm never going to be able to retire. When most of the time that is not true, when you look at what your bills are, what Social Security is bringing in for you, if you've been paying in, and then what you're going to do to save for it, we can make that happen. So having that sense of for that future goal, just having the analysis to either, if you're not on the right plane, to get there. Okay, what are we gonna do now? Having that first step, or you're doing great. You just needed to recognize that you're doing better than you ever thought you were. Yeah, um, that's true. So that ignorance um, definitely leads to anxiety. So the first step is just literally figuring out where you are. And then on the current side, just paying those everyday bills, not retirement. A couple big things that I find are, and I have this issue in my own, um, it, with my own income, and now with my husband being a business owner, you obviously do not know what's going to come in, right? So every yeah. month can be different. 
And you need to put some barriers around yourself so that you have those mental places that allow for you to continue feeling good about your business. So if you have a bad month, what, what are the reserves so that you know it's okay and my business will come back? Um, so that first way is that emergency fund. What is that pot and how much does your business fluctuate? Some people can get away with only three months of emergency money because mm-hmm. they have that more solid income coming in from whatever services you're providing. If it is more of a roller coaster, then maybe in your position, we need to go out six months or a year and make sure mm-hmm. that you have enough so that your mind stays focused on the business and not, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay my next bill? And the other big thing is um, really planning with the cash flow that you do have. So um, Terry, I recall when we were setting up you know, putting money away for taxes every single time you made money. I see that a lot with uh, solopreneurs and all business owners um, that sometimes we won't plan enough for what's coming ahead. And then that cre- creates the anxiety when you do finally get that bill and you go, where is oh, this yeah, going to come it's, from? It's always so big. <laughs> right, right. And it's a good thing when it's big. It means you've made money. But yeah. on the other side of that, we need a plan for that. So you feel like, you're just at ready for it when it comes. It's not a surprise. Yeah, and that has been, you know, I almost, we've done these things and they've been in place for so long, I almost forget about them until you bring them up. But that really was a lifesaver for me because I I wasn't doing a good enough job in setting enough money aside for those things that are total predictors, like the taxes and things like that. And, you know, I I can imagine that small business owners, solopreneurs that maybe do have a small staff like an assistant and maybe one or two uh, people who can actually execute work and they've got true employees. Right. So Mm -hmm. they're like more of a, a true enterprise and they have to make sure that they're earning a sustainable income for those people. So even having that three, six or nine month nest egg. If there's, you know, fluctuations in income, you definitely have to have something like that for your employees. And it's another thing that can cause stress and anxiety around business. You're absolutely right. So a good example of that on a personal note is when my husband opened up his business, we had an emergency fund. We had put cash away, but just for my mental well-being, I went and got a home equity line of credit. I don't plan on using it, but it's literally just a mind trick that keeps me knowing I've got that to fall back on if I need it. So I can still focus on what I'm doing, what I'm doing to help people and not worrying about where is it going to come from if we need it. Right. And I think everybody has a different threshold of tolerance for that risk. Mm -hmm. For example, Doug, as we both know, (laughs) my boyfriend has a very high tolerance of risk. He's like, let's do it. It'll work out. Come on, let's go. And and for some reason, he seems to outperform all of the uh, the norms in the stock market with his choices. And he's very smart that way. He's like you, Renee. He's got that financial acumen. But I just my knees knock together when I think about the risk he takes with finances <laughs> in a good way, because he's actually making money. And that's wonderful for him. Yeah, it's just a little different. Everybody's different. So that is a question. And that place to that emotional comfort. So mm-hmm. everyone has a number where you go, if I have this, I feel like I'm good. So that is part of it is finding out, you know, I have some clients where a year is enough 
to truly be emotionally comfortable, they might need to even go a little longer. So it depends on that, that risk tolerance level, but also what type of business you're in. Are you getting a salary or are you a solopreneur? And then, mm-hmm. um, where, how's the income coming in? Yeah. Do you find that, uh, solopreneurs, you know, regardless of where they are in their business life cycle, that they are challenged or concerned about their ability to save enough for retirement? Or are they able to, uh, obviously, in working with you to put together a plan that actually gets them excited about their ability to retire? What I find about solopreneurs is that one of the main drivers for saving for retirement is more in saving for taxes on the current business year. So that (laughs) it's it's a win-win. So it helps me keep them motivated to be in the right direction because every dollar that you put in something like an owner K or a traditional IRA, you are not paying taxes on. You get to save that for yourself and let it grow Mm -hmm. in a tax shelter. So I would say um, more of the motivation comes from the now, you know, saving on now, but then it pays off well in the future. So if, if, and this is great, and I'm so lucky and blessed to have you in my life and that you've been able to help me and, and put me on the right road <laughs> in my business, I would be in a heap load of trouble right now if I didn't have your guidance five years ago or four and a half years ago when we first started working together. But let's say there's a, a solopreneur out there who may be listening to this show and they're going, oh, well, that sounds great, but I don't have financial acumen and I also don't have a resource where I live, where I can really have a partner that, you know, can help me figure that out for myself. Because in business, we're like looking at our accountant, we may have a tax Mm -hmm. attorney or more of these kind of, you know, silo capacity, as opposed to someone who can really understand us holistically. Like, that's how I feel you understand me. You understand my personal goals, you understand my life, Mm -hmm. and you understand my business. And you help me balance all of those things through that financial lens. But if someone's out there and they they need a Renee, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, what can you, you know, give as far as uh, advice on how they could find somebody? And what kind of questions should they be asking when they do meet somebody Uh, that can help them with that? Yeah. So first off, I would say you want to be looking for um, a certified financial planner is a good good start. Um, Mm -hmm. You can ask your accountant if they know. um, Most solopreneurs have an accountant, so that's a good place to start. Friends or family who know and work with someone that they trust. Um, But the big thing is, what does that person do? So if you're calling... Uh, you want someone who is going to be kind of more holistic, like you're saying, analyzing the picture. So that's where you want to start. Um, questions to ask. I'd say you always want to know, you know, is this consultation going to cost something or is it free? And what should I bring? So for if you're have, working with someone who's going to be doing a financial analysis for you, most of the time they want some type of uh, budget sheet. Some people would rather call that a spending plan than a budget sheet, but something Mm. where you can truly list all of your expenses. And normally, if you're a solopreneur, we'd be separating out some of the business expenses versus your personal. So it depends on what you're really coming in there for. Um, And then from that, an estimate of Social Security. So everyone can do that by going online to ssa.gov. 
and creating an online profile. Most people are used to getting that in the mail, but that is not done as frequently. It's for specific ages now. So everybody should be going online looking at that and then looking at what assets you do have. So they're going to want to know what you have, what amounts, possibly looking at statements, and then um, what income do you have? Do you have a pension from a previous job, social security, uh, what are your debts? So you're going to have to list out all of those things so that they can help you be prepared. And um, the questions that you would ask would be, you know, if I do start working with you and investing, for instance, using some type of retirement plan like a traditional IRA, what type of investments are we going to use? How are we looking at risk? How much risk are we going to be taking? Which they as professionals should be helping you decide that. And then um, what's this going to cost to work together? So you want to make sure to be very open about those um, questions that you have. And if they're not answering any of them, then you might need to look elsewhere. Yeah, that's great. That's super helpful. And as I was listening to you, I was hearkening back to, you know, the steps that we took together. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting all of that information together for you. And even though it was a lot, you know, because you're not spending every day tracking every little thing you're spending money on. Right. Uh, because my Starbucks column would be pretty heavy. <laughs> I would Everybody's be a little embarrassed about how much money I spent at Starbucks every week. <laughs> But um, it was really helpful for you to actually get that picture and to give me that uh, that acknowledgement that you're going to be okay. And that's that was so like soothing for me. Mm -hmm. And like my panic level went from, you know, where it was in the red zone down to like calm and peaceful and zen like because I was like, I had somebody who actually knows how to look at this stuff mm -hmm. that tells me I'm going to be okay. Right. And Although I will confess that Renee's tried to keep me on a budget and I have not been able to stay on a budget. <laughs> but I'm not being too bad, you know, because I always go back to her and say, should I buy this? And she's like, well, this is what will happen if you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's perfect, but at least you have some some guidelines. And the other thing is you want to think of it like a doctor, but for your finances. So with a health doctor, would you ever show up and not be able to say what prescriptions you're on? Uh, what you're mm -hmm. feeling. So it's same thing. The financial advisor needs to have that whole picture. If you're missing one of those items, even though it's a lot of work and it is to get it together, then I'm not going to be giving you an accurate answer of what you're trying to find. Mm -hmm. So you doing that yeah. homework, Terry, allowed us to know, okay, here's where you're at. And now let's project where you're going to be because you you did the homework. So that's on my end when I'm looking for clients I do not want someone who's not willing to open up, show me the full picture because it doesn't allow me to do my job. If I'm a physician and I prescribe something, but I don't realize that they're on some other med that it interacts with badly, it's not going to go well. It's the same thing for your financial picture. You have to know the whole thing. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Season two of the Simplify and Multiply show is all about dealing with fears and unknowns in business. And no one knows the reality of staring fear in the face better than a solopreneur. That's why I created a community where solos could gather in a judgment-free safe space that is overflowing with people who are facing similar challenges unique to a solopreneur. We all need to support one another and I can't think of a more positive environment than that of solo professionals growing their businesses. This is why I created the 
the Simplify and Multiply Peer Club. If you are a solo, no matter where you are in your business, starting out or leveling up, I invite you to join us in the Peer Club for the support, the community, and the inspiration solo professionals need to thrive. Visit simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up to be part of this very special group. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's a great analogy, too, Um, you know, because we don't think about it that way, Mm -hmm. you know, and it but it is prescriptive in many ways. You know, the the encouragement and advice that you provide your your clients and for me, too. And I want to shift a little bit and talk some something uh, around the emotional side of the the fear that comes from a lack of control and a lack of planning around finances, because the what we've been talking about is here are the things that really should be in place in order for you to feel like you've got a good understanding and good control over what's going on financially, even though your pipeline may be up and down Mm -hmm. and your savings may not be at the six month mark where you'd like it. However, uh, the, the mental aspect uh, I find is a huge uh, player in the whole, you know, that whole experience of having anxiety in business. And I know when I used to get stressed out around, like if, if I didn't have enough, uh, new projects coming in or for whatever reason, because my tendency is to look a little too far down, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, uh, the calendar Mm -hmm. and say, oh my God, if this continues. So like I would get in a slump of, you know, not having as many projects as I would have liked. And I would feel like this is going to be it, you know, it's, it's going to continue like this. Mm -hmm. Like I never really thinking that there is an ebb and a flow to work in any business, honestly. And that's why we measure on a quarterly basis. That's why we measure on a weekly and monthly basis Mm -hmm. as well, depending on the business you're in. And I think that the emotional side of it was more detrimental to me than anything I was doing from a financial picture. And I didn't know if maybe you had some thoughts around that, not only from your personal experience, but what you've coached your clients. I mean, I know you've coached me around it as well on dealing with that. And a lot of it is rooted in, okay, let's put a plan together. Let's get real about the the data and find out what's going on. But there's the emotional side too. So speak to that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, we've had these conversations together. Both of us have gone through this together. I think that when you get into that negative state, that cycle of releasing, you know, neurotransmitters that it just compounds on itself. So what do you do to get out of that and get into a positive emotional state? I think that one of the best ways is visualizing that last success that you have with your business. What did I do to get there? Don't forget about how far you've come. So there's kind of mind tricks that that I do or that I've heard other solopreneurs do. It would be thinking about those successes. Um, I remember, Terry, you showing me that that focus wheel where it was kind of what's one little Mm. step to get there. If you can explain that, you could do that much better than me. But that was huge for me. I remember actually taking that from you instead of me helping you. You helped me with that. (laughs) (laughs) And it would get me out of my funk. I would remember why I do this. And the other big thing is, you know, every morning I actually have a recording. That's all about what I want for my life that I listen to um, more of a, a hypnotic state recording. That's about what I want for my health, my family and my business to just get me every morning on my drive into work into this positive state where I'm accepting 
good things instead of worrying about all the bad things that can happen. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. Thanks for bringing up the focus wheel exercise. Um, I'll talk about that in another episode, or I'll have a link to a video in the show notes for this episode, because uh, it's a really uh, powerful tool. And one of the things that I realize when I go through those types of exercises is it is just shifting your focus. Mm -hmm. And it is such a mind thing. And it's the thought that triggers the emotion. And so whatever you're thinking, if you're starting to feel scared or anxious or nervous or fearful or butterflies in the stomach, whatever the symptom is, that emotion is driving it because that thought is triggering all that. That's right. And it's funny, you're right, that they do feed on each other. Mm -hmm. It's like the more that you think or worry, it exacerbates unless you take control and shift that thought. And whether you have to do it through journaling, using a focus wheel, listening to an audio uh, even just going outside for a run, mm -hmm. you know, something that allows your body to physiologically shift and pay attention to something different and choosing things that are affirmative and that are acknowledging. Like, I love what you said about acknowledging your past successes. You think of your last big success right. and it does. It like takes all the fuel out of that negative fire, so to speak, and allows you to go, yeah, I guess I'm okay. And there's no, there's nobody that's really, you know, saying, Terry, this is where you're going to be and it's only going to get worse. I mean, I'm the one who's right. allowing myself your, to agree with that. Right. Your brain is doing that. And a lot of times it's that fight or flight, right? So we start getting nervous mm -hmm. and it's domino effect, even just stimulating that vagus nerve to calm down, whether that's just, you know, four breaths in or four pot, four length of breath in. And then mm -hmm. holding it for four, breathing out for four, and holding for four. That's just something that completely triggers that more calm state for you. Mm -hmm. And then you can start mm -hmm. to switch, right? But it's the same way when you think of momentum in a sports game, you know, every someone's winning and it just starts going, right? So if you can get yourself back in that positive state, that will happen again. Yeah, and it's totally in our control. Mm -hmm. That's what's the the beauty of it is it's it's totally up to us to make that choice. And the negative thinking is it's seductive, isn't it? Yeah. It's easy to, you know, just keep going down that rabbit hole and feeling sorry for yourself. I know I used to do that quite a bit where I'd be like, you know, just thinking, oh, this is awful. And, you know, why am I bothering? And, you know, just and it was terrible. And, and it's funny because when I when I would shake myself out of it, which I I would do pretty quickly because I had I knew how to do it. Mm -hmm. I would stand on the other side of it and go, why do I even waste thinking those thoughts? Because what? it's ridiculous. I mean, I like kind of chide myself a little bit for being so ridiculous with those thinking, but it does. And it, you know, it's our insecurities that trigger that. I know it was like that for me because as you know, I've had so much loss in my life and the business is a, a security thing yep. for me. So anything that threatens my business, I take very personally and it triggers all that lost stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I constantly have to uh, reshore uh, that up and get myself where I can, you know, like not have that get, fish, you know, fish me in, so to speak. <laughs> That's right. And the other big thing is activity generally extinguishes fear. So if you're in a rut and you're having so much time to sit there and worry and think, okay, what is one little step, one small thing that I can do to move the ball and get into that direction? And when you're focusing on those activities and having those goals laid out, you don't have as much time 
to worry. And you know what else that is? That's because you take control and mm -hmm. you feel like you're in control. And I think when fear comes in, it's that lack of control that we are are missing. It's like, oh my God, I can't control, you know, my pipeline or I can't control this or I can't control that. When in fact you really can because it all starts in your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, you're controlling your thoughts around it. So it's really cool. It's a lot of really super helpful things. And so, you know, just to kind of wrap this up, what are some of the things that you could really just, I guess, affirm for solopreneurs regarding their finances, regarding their uh, fears and unknowns around business? I'd say just um, figure out where you're at. Um, start there. And then from that, all you can do is make a plan, whether that's maybe I need to eliminate some business debt or I need to build up that emergency fund so that I don't have the anxiety. But whatever it is, you've just got to start somewhere. And, you know, I always say, I don't try to do my own plumbing. So we all have our gifts. And if you Amen are not <laughs> financially savvy, just like Terry, I, there's, I cannot do what you do. There's no way. That's why my husband hired you because we can't do that. So we all have our gifts, but you do need to connect with someone that can fill that for you and make sure that you're yeah. on the right plan. Yeah. And I'm just going to throw this out there for the listener. If you need any type of uh, coaching or a conversation around how to find somebody that's uh, in your community or someone that you really want to trust, like I trust Renee, I'm more than happy to help you do that. I'll hook you up with Renee or just connect with her directly through the show notes page. And um, just make sure that you are building this plan, as Renee said, because that always makes me feel better when I've got a plan, when I know what I need to do. And, you know, don't beat yourself up if you don't do everything perfectly. That's right. And know that it's an evolution. The plan you make today may need to be modified in six months or a year or whatever. I mean, Renee and I are constantly revisiting, um, you know, every when it's appropriate, you know, I guess mm -hmm. once a year at the most. Uh, or at the least rather, and much more frequently uh, for us because my business is, is growing as well. So it's something that, that you know that it's not in concrete, but just having a plan will definitely help you deal much better with any anxiety related to your finances and your workflow and the, the health of your uh, fiscal health of your business. So Renee, I want to thank you so much for being here and uh, I, I really appreciate everything you do for me and my business. And um, I just, I love you as a friend and love you as a business advisor. And I look forward to working with you for many years to come. I love you too. And thanks for having me. You got it. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.